0: What Up America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Welcome in. We've got a lot to get to today. Wait here what Cliff Kingsbury had to say about uh, coaching in college. If he misses it, Brady Quinn will join us later on this hour as he is live at the Combine in Indy. We will talk some quarterback talk. And uh, where will Amari Cooper play? Because uh, the story out of Dallas is the Cowboys are about to cut Amari Cooper. So we got that. Brandon Whedon will join us. We'll talk to him about some of these up and coming quarterbacks, hand size, and, uh, and, and, and all the draft hullabaloo, as well as get his take on Kyler Murray and some of the other stuff. So we, we got a lot to get to today. Let me start with a um, fun topic, an easy topic. And that's that the Lakers are not a good basketball team. Well, We we can find ways to disagree on a lot of things. You know, I got people in Oregon who message the show, and we're on in Portland, we're on in Eugene, that I'm the worst, I should never talk about basketball again because I said Damian Lillard might might be the most overrated player ever, and they lose their mind because Damian Lillard's their guy. And... I probably shouldn't but I choose to respond and like one of my responses is like okay is Damian it's, is Damian Lillard better than Jokic, better than Giannis, better than LeBron, better than Steph, better than Harden, better than Durant, right? Like I want to want to keep going. Okay, is he better than Kawhi? You know, I I would even say that that because he's not a particularly good defensive player. Um I would say that Paul George has greater value in terms of as a, as a player. He's a better shooter and scorer, but does he make everybody better and does he play both ends of the floor? I mean, he's not Carmelo in his prime, but even Carmelo in his prime, as good a scorer as Damian Lillard is, Carmelo is better and a better rebounder. Now they're particularly good defensive players. Right? And by the way, they both kind of topped out the conference finals. So, like, I you kind of go through this whole list of guys, like, well, he's not better than Steph. He's probably not as impactful as Clay, right? He's not Kawhi. He's not LeBron. He's not Anthony Davis. He's not Jokic. He's not um, uh, Joel Embiid. He's not Kevin right? Like all of these guys. So you're like, okay. So remember, I'm naming ten, at least ten current NBA players. So you mean to tell me that there are that he's better than everybody outside of those ten? And, you know, what is it, 64 other guys? Historically? So, no. He's a great player. He's just not that great. But you get people who are there. So, my point is, we can argue about a lot of different things. A lot of different things. You know? And if you want to go back and forth and try and prove to me that that Damian Lillard is better than Luca. good luck. Have fun. It's not, but have fun. Right, he's not a top 75 player of all time. That one makes no sense to me. Those things we can argue back and forth about. You know what we can't argue? The Lakers are a bad basketball team. They got run out of their building last night. And um, remember, this is the Clippers who don't have Kawhi, who don't have Paul George. And there's been a lot of talk about our treatment of the Lakers, fans' treatment of the Lakers. I'll give you my thoughts in a second. First, here's Charles Barkley on the Lakers. Chuck, who's playing
1: in this game? The Clippers and? The Clippers and a team from Southern California. Oh, you won't say their name. You still not saying, not saying the talk- Lakers name? I'm not talking is, about is, Le- there, is there a point at which you said, okay, I'm now I'm going to say their name? If they win a playoff game. So you're not going to say the word lakers for the rest of the the rest of the season i'm not talking about these damn losers we the, the, between us between the nitwits of tnt and the nitswits with espn we talk about these losers more than any people in the world i, I would say we talked about them a lot though. Thank-
0: here's russell westbrook having an exchange with bill Orham, who covers the team
2: has it been difficult for you to
0: process the fact that it hasn't happened the way you guys envisioned it and that you guys are there have been blowouts. There have been boos. There's been everything that, you know, probably everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials to, to absorb?
1: Um, what did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say based on what I envision, I want to know what you think I envision.
0: I would, but I mean, you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being in the season over. It, it, it certainly isn't on.
1: Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. So, what did you envision? Since you you, you spoke for me, I want to know what what you thought I envisioned.
0: I mean, I've been at every press conference you've had this year, and you talked about, it, especially at the beginning, and you talked about what this could look like. Obviously, you envisioned a successful season.
1: it To your point, sure, could still happen, but where you guys are trending right now, it hasn't. That, I mean, you, you still asked my question. You, I mean, what did what you I envision? You, you said. You envision this to be a certain way. I want to know what you. Did you envision it to look like this? I had no. In, I had no expectations. See, that's why you don't know. You don't know what I envision. I had no expectations. I come into every situation um, the same. Uh, last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times. So my envision of kind of think everything going to be peach and cream. I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. I'm more confused than
0: ever. Here's Draymond Green on his podcast talking about the Lakers fans booing.
1: To get booed by your own fans, like, it's very distasteful and disgraceful. And I was shocked to see that. Like, I I thought that was pathetic. I, I thought it was extremely pathetic. And like I said, I thought it was very distasteful from a fan base of an organization that has the most championships in the NBA. Like, let's not be so like spoiled brats like it's okay to be spoiled yeah you can 100 percent be spoiled we all get spoiled by things at times at one point in our life or another but let's not be brats and 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 that was about as bratty as something that i've seen considering that this team just won a championship not even a full two years ago and and now you're booing like i thought that was utterly ridiculous
0: Okay, let's get to a let's let's unpack a bunch of things here. Um, Let's start. Well, let's start at the at Draymond and work our way back. It is not ridiculous for a fan base to boo. It is not. You know, you you're not. There's no giving back Laker tickets. There's no. If you're a Laker fan, you go. So, I mean, look. You can make your. What what are you supposed to do when you? It's not just a ball going in the basket or not going in the basket. It's not a foul or whatever. It's, the product is bad. They don't play. It doesn't look like they're connected. It doesn't look like they're playing hard. It's not like one of those, like, oh, man, it almost went in. I, I agree you don't boo when you're in college, but that's because they're college kids. It's one of the reasons that I've always been against the idea of professionalizing collegiate sports. Right? Look at what happened this year at Oklahoma – when Spencer Rattler basically became a paid spokesman for the University of Oklahoma, he plays poorly. They start chanting for Caleb. Now Caleb Williams ended up being way better than him. But the 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 booing and the chanting like that's stuff that's reserved for professional athletes. If you're not good as a professional, the people who pay to go and watch you have the right to let you know it. Like. I'm okay with booing. It's now name-calling and all that stuff. Like, you're getting beat by bad teams by 30 points or by average teams by 30 points. You're not competitive in games. It's not like, hey, man, they fought so hard and they got to one possession. They just missed a shot. They're booing because there's an expectation with the Lakers. Here's the problem with Draymond Green. He has never, he, he wants to be real. Like, man, I'm real. I'm tough. I've been through it. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. The Lakers' next home game. Okay? This is a very, very easy research project. Okay? The Lakers' next home game at Staples Center is uh, tomorrow against the Warriors. how much do you think they cost just take a take a guess there like go to stubhub or whatever whatever site you want to use and and go find it all right and just go click on lakers against the warriors right now you can get tickets for 192 a piece right not bad 300 level tickets right so i'm talking worst seats in the house in the end zone one hundred and ninety-four dollars, but that's okay. Three hundred level generally, it's about two hundred a pop. Okay, and of course it goes increment. So I want you to imagine that you brought your family, you paid a thousand bucks. Remember, you got four tickets, you got parking, you're a thousand in, thousand dollars in. Okay? Plus you pay for food, but whatever, and you're wearing your Laker gear. You're looking up, you're seeing Kobe's jersey, whatever. And you look down the floor and you're told LeBron James, by some people's estimation, is the greatest player to ever play basketball. Russell Westbrook's a former MVP. He's from L.A. He comes back home. Dwight Howard should be in the Hall of Fame. Carmelo Anthony should be in the Hall of Fame. And it's not that you're losing. You're getting embarrassed and you don't feel, doesn't look, you can say you care, but it's how you play that feels like you care. And then the other things. And then the fact that all these guys have played for other teams, so they're not tried and true Lakers. They're just not. The The equity that was earned by LeBron and Anthony Davis, and there's only a handful of guys, Dwight Howard, in the championship team from two years ago, is basically gone. And the biggest issue I think I have is with, People projecting all of the problems being elsewhere. Well, it's about the fans. Well, it's about the coach. Well, it's about the league. Well, no, it's not. It's just about you guys. And and what I find to be not just embarrassing intellectually, but just embarrassing when I, I like arguments that make sense. An argument that makes sense. If you want to tell me that LeBron James is the greatest player ever because he makes everyone around him better, that's great. Here's the problem. What about two of the four years he's been in L.A. when there's been an abject disaster? What about, you know, like, I get it. Anthony Davis got hurt last year. He was still there. Why are the why do the arguments have to be so one-sided? Why do we have to do the politi- – the, the greatest thing is, like, I remember when Lenny Wilkins – Retired, Lenny Wilkins was the all-time winningest NBA head coach. You're like, wow, he's won more games than anybody else. Do you know what else Lenny Wilkins was? He was also the losingest NBA head coach of all time. So, again, if we wanted to do that thing where we were doing to what Le- what LeBron James's sycophants think we should do is only say Lenny Wilkins is the winningest coach of all time and completely dismiss all the losses. LeBron James can absolutely get credit for winning a championship and being a leader two years ago in the bubble. No question. He deserves the proper amount of respect and credit. But equal credit and respect should go to the fact that he's been in L.A. for four years. Two of them have been an abject disaster, mostly because of his own meddling as wannabe GM. The first year and this year. And last year, we're told it's because Anthony Davis got hurt. And it might be but they, they folded up like a cheap pup tent after talking all kinds of ish in game three. That's what happened. And so Draymond can sit there and, and be on his high horse and be like, man, how can you boo these players? When Laker fans are sitting there going like, we have a standard here. They're not playing up to the standard. Booing is tame. Booing is acceptable. I'm not a boo guy when sit there and boo, but I do understand if you're a longtime Laker fan and the guy who came in to take the the mantle from Kobe Bryant wants you to believe he's the greatest player ever and the Clippers without their two stars come in and house him by 30 and you want me to cheer for this guy after paying a thousand bucks to sit in the worst seat in Staples Center? F you. That's what they're saying. And the nicest way to say it is boo. They're not even, it's, it, it's not as if they're booing because you didn't win a championship. It's not that they're booing because you lost in game seven in the finals. It's not because you lost in the second round of the, of, of the NBA playoffs. They're booing because you're playing marginal teams like the Pelicans where you trade away half of your team to get Anthony Davis. They're a below 500 team without their best young player and they come in and they ring you up by 30. And then a couple nights later, you play the Clippers who historically are a laughingstock in comparison to the Lakers and don't have their two stars and they ring you up by 30. And the the pushback is, how could they possibly boo? My pushback would be, thank God that's all they did. The Lakers are an abject disaster. It's not because of the losses. It's because of the way in which they're losing. The lack of energy, cohesiveness, support for each other. They're not a team. And if you wanna, and I would I, look, if you want to tell me LeBron James when he won a championship was the greatest leader of all time. That's what Laker guy who works in the front office. That's what they tell him. man, this guy's an unbelievable leader. He motivated our team. He got us to that championship. We were we were floundering in the bubble, and he got he kept us together. Great. But if that's who you are, why aren't you that guy when things aren't going well? Are you just a front runner like some of these fans? You can get credit for all the great things. But that doesn't mean you can avoid blame for when the things go poorly. This show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game. Be sure to catch live editions of The Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to Andrew Brant, who joins us in The Doug Gottlieb Show. Of course, uh, he's a former Packers executive. He. I host a podcast in the business of sports. He's also a professor at uh, Villanova. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Now, Andrew, for the last uh, year and a half, you've said, hey, um, you thought a- Aaron Rodgers would play somewhere else this upcoming season. Now, we still don't have word, and a lot of us are reading tea leaves and hearing rumors, but there are strong rumors that he's going to remain with the Packers. What, first, you spend a long time in Green Bay in their front office. What are you hearing about Roger's future?
2: Hey, Doug. And yeah, I mean, let's first say that the past 16 months, 18 months, half of that was saying that Aaron Rodgers would be back in 2021 with the Packers, where a lot of people said, no, he wouldn't because he was so upset and all this BS out there. So that was the first half of it. The second half of it, I just have felt this for a while. And I understand there's rumors that he may come back and there's rumors they are talking about contract, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I'm sort of staying where I am, Doug, because here's – I don't get this, right? I don't have inside sources at my old team. I don't have inside sources with Aaron. But I don't get it. Like, if he was going to come back, why are we doing this? Well, what are we doing here? You know, the season's been over for six weeks. Like – to me, somebody's not telling us something, and I just think there's something going on with the Packers or with Aaron, where I think they know. I think Aaron knows. I think the team knows. I think they know what's going on here. I, I mean, pe- this is, people don't understand. This is the business of sports. You don't just sort of wake up in in mid-March and say, "Oh yeah, we got to get a, we got to get Aaron traded," or I mean, I, I just don't – I think they're pulling one over the entire public here. Like, somehow Aaron's sitting around somewhere, deciding he wants to play for the Packers. Are you kidding me? And somehow no. the Packers, with all these cap issues, are sitting around saying, well, we'll figure out what we're going to do when we hear what Aaron's going to do.
0: No, I don't think that's happening at all. Okay, can I uh, can I offer up a possible explanation for things? Yeah, sure. Okay, so – Look, um at some point talk is just that and action obviously speaks louder than than any words and my guess would be Aaron like Aaron's like, all right, you want me to come back? I, I want my quarterback coach back. Done. I want Devontae Adams back. Okay, hold on, we gotta rework some cap things. They've been doing that. Uh you know what? I want a new contract as well. Alright, we gotta rework the cap things or whatever. And until those other things are done, Aaron's not committing. You know, right now it's a strong lean. Then he's committing because in his heart of hearts he's like, and look, I, the the argument for leaving could not be any stronger when you just say the last two guys to win Super Bowls right, um, are, right. are are guys that have just left their the only team they played for previously, right? So, but he's they're really really close and. You know, why mess with whatever form of happy if Aaron Rodgers is able to achieve happiness? What if that's the guess? That's what's actually Okay. Happening a couple
2: things. Number one, obviously, Adams is in play. And whether Aaron's there or not, they have the tag. Now, listen, I know people say, well, the tag makes people upset. Listen, this is coming from someone who's been on both sides. The tag is a, is a uh, fixture in the NFL. Right. So whine about it is just ridiculous because if the Packers use the tag, which they're either going to use or they're using in negotiations to get a deal with Adams, so be it. And if Adams says, oh, screw it, I'm not coming to camp, fine. They don't Adam, <laughs> Dr. Adams doesn't need training camp. But the other thing is, yes, they hired Tom Clemens, who was Aaron's, one of Aaron's favorite coaches. But Aaron in, in – I don't think anyone else besides me really picked up on this. When he talked to Pat McAfee last week after his cleanse, and they talked about Clemens, and he said, yeah, he's a great great coach, love him. And he was a great coach to me as a young guy, and he's great for young quarterbacks. Did anyone pick up on that? Like, he's great for young quarterbacks, and he coached Aaron when Aaron was a young Young quarterback. quarterback. And he'd be perfect for Jordan Love, which everyone is saying he he wouldn't come back to coach Jordan Love. Are we sure about that? Are we really sure about that? So I don't know what's going on. Let me just address the money. We heard about money last year being the issue. And, of course, what they did with the money and not give him new money, but they gave him an out. And I thought the out would be after 2021, but the out is after 2022. If I'm representing Aaron Rodgers – Give me whatever you can this year. Great, but there's no amount of money you can give me past this year to make me get rid of that out. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers going into free agency in in eight months. There's never, ever, ever been a person like that in free agency.
0: Ever. Do we do we know do we know because there's supposed to be two more years on the contract. There was talk that they eliminated the second year. The, the second year after this, like the the 23rd year. But again, that talk also told us that that uh, that Goodenkun said he was going to trade him. Do we know if that other year ceased to exist?
2: What I was told about the contract, and I haven't seen it. It's a great question, Doug. But what I was told when he came back last year and got Randall Cobb on the team, were that two things. One, there is an out now after 2022 which is the sort of the Tom brady void, where he gets to go and pick his team. And number two, three, there was a soft agreement to revisit the situation after 2021, which sounds like Gudekens may have had a different view of it, where it was maybe talk but not agree to trade him. I don't know. But I understand that to be in the deal, in the deal done by Dave Dunn of Athletes First, that Aaron Rodgers hasn't out after this year. That is so valuable, so valuable. So, yeah, they could give him a big new deal this year, and then we're just – then I would say to you, Doug, okay, I was wrong about – I was right about 2021. I was wrong about 2022, but I guarantee 100% stake my name that he will be out of there in 2023, and that will be the Jordan Love turnover three years instead of what I thought would be two years.
0: It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Andrew Brent, who has his Sunday 7 newsletter. He writes for Sports Illustrated, hosts the Business of Sports podcast. Um, so in summation, you're not moving off that. Let me, let me ask you quickly about no. Amari Cooper. Okay, He got paid two years up front, $40 million. It's $6 million in dead cap money to cut him. Do you think he's being cut because the contract— because of performance or because, I mean, he also missed some important games with the COVID stuff and he wasn't vaccinated. Why are the Cowboys doing this?
2: It's all the contract to me. I mean, it's always this is a great illustrator of what's going to happen in a couple of weeks in the NFL. We're going to hear these big deals announced, which aren't worth what people hear they're worth because the agent is the one spinning it out to the media, not the team. I never did that as the Packers. The uh, agent would say to me, can I go t- tell so-and-so its deal's worth i Z? I'm like, if that foot floats your boat, that's fine. Go ahead. And Amari Cooper, as you said, got $40 million over two. Well, I'm not sneezing at $40 million, No one ever should, but that's the real deal. So this deal does guarantee again, but not until the start of the new league year, which tells us, he won't be on the team to start in a new league year. So Cooper will go someone else, and he won't make this kind of money, but he'll be a valuable player for someone else. But this is the folly of NFL contracts, even the biggest ones, where it's one or two years is real, and then the rest is paper money.
0: Yeah. Now, now the other part to it is, though he's not going to make the same kind of money, he he will make a bunch of money, right? Like, I mean, like, it's, like, let's not get it twisted. He's going, right. whatever his new contract is, he'll get some money up front, so it'll be a fraction of it, but he'll get that, he'll, he'll have a new contract. So there are some benefits to getting a new deal, obviously not the benefit of the $20 million base salary that he some may have thought he was going to get.
2: Yeah, just my point is, again, when we see free agency, a lot of the big 2019 and 2020 free agents, are on the waiver wire in 2022 and yeah they'll make some money especially it depends on age i mean some of them just go on to never really hook on beyond one-year deals but they'll make some money but again uh we'll have to see what these real deals are for the best players you'll get a guarantee into the third year but that's about it
0: andrew great stuff thanks so much for joining us we'll talk soon we really appreciate you
2: always a friend dog see you uh
0: andrew brent joining us is he, gone? Is, he, is he gone? Is he gone? Is he gone, Too. Jay. Yo. What? What was? What?
1: What? Ha- he was. We need a. We need a playback on that. We need an instant replay after the break. But like, I think he said, "Always a friend."
0: Yes, I think which, he did. Is, I like it's it. a very. It's a really nice way of saying goodbye. I don't yeah, think I that's what that. he meant to say. I love it. Hold on. Let's let's listen to it again. Go, go ahead, Ramos.
2: He'll make some money, but again uh we'll have to see what these real deals are for the best players you'll get a guarantee into the third year but that's about it
0: Andrew great stuff thanks so much for joining us we'll talk soon we really appreciate you
2: always friend Doug
0: see you <laughs> always friend Doug <laughs> I love that I'm very cordial I'm always that that's uh what, what is it what was the Derek Jeter one All the best.
1: All the best. Yep. All the best. (laughs) Thanks for for the fun.
0: All All the the best. best. Check out the latest lines in world of sports at Betters Sportsbook. Betters is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. One NFL franchise quarterback appears to be staying put. Who is it? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities in the world, Los Angeles. Oh, what a great next week. Great week to be in Vegas. Great week. Cause you got championship week. You got all the game. You can go see games and bet on games. Um, this show is brought to you by Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game match, race competition. It is always on whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch. The biggest games are even bigger in Las Vegas. Make sure to plan your trip today at visit com Uh, You heard this from Dan Beyer. It was reported by Ian Rappaport that uh, Dallas will try to trade Amari Cooper, but will release the veteran wide receiver if no deal is reached. And so what what happens is, I think there's a lot of discussions that people have had about Amari Cooper, what's his value, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just going to simply point out that this continues to look like one of the greatest trades ever made by John Gruden, right? And, and what happens for people is they'll, they get caught up in, well, who did the Raiders pick with uh, the draft pick that was from the Amari Cooper trade? The problem is it's not just the draft pick. It's all the money they saved. By not giving him a new deal, which they knew he wanted. Here's a dude who got $40 million in guaranteed money for two seasons after his rookie deal was up. And because there's a $6 million dead cap money, if you cut him now, it essentially is a two-year deal. A two-year deal. He got $40 million up front, all guaranteed at signing. That money has gone away. Now he's just a guy with a $6 million yearly bonus. Okay, next year it's four, following year it's two. And so you bite the bullet with the cap going up and you get rid of him. And you may ask yourself, well, wait, if it's only $6 million of dead cap money, why wouldn't you hold on to him? Like, no, that's not actually how it works. It's his his cap hit, if you keep him, is $22 million. His base salary is $20 million. So they pay six to get out of paying 20, right? And they pay six and it gets them out of, you know, it saves them essentially $16 million on the cap. That's how the math actually works. And, you know, all of this is within how your contract is written. And, and, you know, you look at his contract, And what people will say about the NFL is, well, these NFL owners, they like, no, you wanted a contract that said $100 million. So, again, it's written as a $100 million deal. The reality is it was $40 million paid up front for two seasons, which is good money. Good money. You know, in his career, he's made $60 million total. And he'll have a new contract with a new team which will be at a sub- substantially discounted rate but because it'll be a new contract he'll get that money up front get that money up front byer what where is uh, by the way Dan Byer has a really good podcast i know they just recorded the last of the season but it's called i want your flex when you get ready for yeah. uh for for football season it's a must download um how productive is amari cooper seen as as a fantasy player
1: um uh, very very hit and miss. You are uh, frustrated more than you are probably giddy about his uh his performances.
0: Right. Which kind of mirrors his actual performances, right? Sometimes fantasy doesn't doesn't feel like reality in terms of his fantasy the fantasy-wise he's up and down, the same can be said for reality. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: You know the other thing it points to is just how bad, you know, some of those some of those deals are. I mean, think about this now. I mean, you go back a couple years ago, and that was when Jerry Jones, the three contracts that were signed that off season, which everybody said you had to do. What were they? What were they? All right. What were the – go ahead, Byron. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if you're asking me or the uh, – Well, you know. I, I know you know the answer yeah. to it. Well, sign Zeke. Well, no, before what? they
0: sign Zeke.
1: Oh, then linebacker. maybe I should have turned my mic what? off. No, um, linebacker. J- <laughs> Jalen Smith. Right. Yes. It
0: was Jalen Smith, Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott. And all of them, like, the, you know, like, look, I, I think Amari Cooper actually probably – Somewhat fulfilled his contract, right? But they, they cut him the, the second they got to the place where the guaranteed money wasn't already paid. They're getting out of that deal. I I think for Zeke, they're so pot committed and it's far less money at this point in time that you stick with Zeke and they've already gotten rid of Jalen Smith and he's already been cut from Green Bay, his the second home that, that, where, where he was. The, the story is those second contracts, which, I mean... Look, I mean, that's been the talk of the Kyler Murray thing. I've heard people talk about Lamar Jackson thing. Like, you want those things to be as short as possible if you're a team. And and players know that, so they try and get as much money up front as possible. The, the Positionally, obviously, it's different if you're a quarterback. There are some, obviously, some offensive linemen, barring injury can, can last longer. There are some positions that last. But by and large, this is kind of the natural progression of the NFL where – Really, your first, you know, four to seven years is when you're most effective, and then you just kind of become a guy, unless you're a superstar and you're able to continue at that level. I, I just, this is Dallas kind of cleaning up their books. This is Dallas. This is Dallas trying to trying to continue to get young, stay young, and stay inexpensive. And, oh, yeah, by the way, for Dallas, a little bit of, of it has to be how much they're playing Dak. You know, this is this is the argument against uh Aaron Rodgers getting fifty million dollars. Sure you can pay him fifty million dollars. Sure he's worth fifty million dollars. Can you put enough talent around him if you're paying him
1: fifty million dollars?
0: Yeah, Jay. I heard Jay Stu try to get down on this thing. So you're
1: up. I got a question, Doug. Hold on. Yes. Do you think there's more to this than football and and the contract? Um remember during the the season we made a, a point of or they made a point of singling Amari out when he was one of the guys that wasn't vaxxed and he had to miss a game. And there were some comments coming internally, and I think Jerry Jones said something about selfishness and and we need team guys. And it was really weird at the time. I'm just wondering if if Amari is maybe a pain in the butt or if maybe even that vaccination thing kind of threw everybody off a little bit.
0: Um, I do think it's at least interesting. At least interesting. That Amari missed a couple of games because of the Vax. Cole Beasley, didn't Cole Beasley miss a big game because of the Vax, not having the Vax, right? Is that, is that right, Byer? Like Cole Beasley. For missed the Bills? The,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: because cause now he's received the right to seek I, a trade.
1: I, I think to Jason's point, and this is, I, I think that the Cowboys felt that they probably didn't get what they wanted in that investment. And so that's what made Jerry Jones mad. And then when Amari Cooper uh, not only has not performed to his contract and then ends up not being vaccinated, it was uh, doubly annoying to Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones's desire to win a Super Bowl now, where he's publicly said he has no idea how long he's going to be on this earth— and so to to want to win a Super Bowl, that was the reason they gave Zeke the contract. I don't think that people thought that it would be a good deal five years down the line or now three years down the line where we are. I don't think anybody thought that. But I do think that they thought at the time that Ezekiel Elliott was a main piece of that Cowboys team and Jerry Jones wanted a Super Bowl yesterday and that he was going to pay these guys. So he ends up always being loyal, always wanting it now and paying these guys and now has to – you know, deal with the uh, the repercussions of it. But I think it's just Jerry's itch to get that title and and honestly seeing you know, over that stretch that we've had over the last six years of seeing the Panthers and then the Falcons and then the Eagles getting to a Super Bowl and then the Rams getting to a Super Bowl. I mean, it's gotta you know bother Jerry Jones that his team has had this drought of twenty five plus twenty six years now of being in a Super Bowl. And he said, "Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to die and not have the team win a Super Bowl. He wants it now." And and I think that that plays into all of this. So then you pay Amari Cooper. Then he doesn't want to be a team player. And you're like, "Dang it! I want to win a Super Bowl now." And now you're now you a
0: problem. Yeah. No. It's the, that whole thing is is fascinating. Yeah. I don't think what 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 people will ingest when they hear this. You just say, "Well, Gottlieb, you know, I mean, you just." It's all about the vaccine. Like, no, it's really not about the vaccine in any sort of way at all, Um, at all. But what it is, is it's a sign to people in on your team like, hey, I'm just not about winning. Right, I'm just about myself. And 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 look, your arguments in your own mind can be completely legitimate. You know, your arguments can be like, hey, look, you know, Novak Djokovic and all this research, whatever, like, that's fine. But in order to play in the NFL or in order to get COVID and then recover quicker, you have to have be vaccinated. They, they did everything in their power to make it so that you needed to be vaccinated without mandating that you had to be vaccinated. And whether you agreed with it or disagree with it, that was the agreement they came to. And if you wanted to play football, it was just very, very, very simple. And you're telling people that. That you're selfish, that's how it's, that's how it's perceived. You, again, you don't have to agree with it. That's how it's perceived. And uh, again, it doesn't mean that that's the only reason like, look, Amari Cooper also wasn't nearly as productive as he should have been. But what happens in front offices, what happens in your office in my office, you know, whatever you have working against you, you want to true do the best you can to avoid. Like uh give me an example. Like uh you know, Ramos, for example, I mean, he's always, always eating around the equipment. I mean, it's just it's embarrassing, <laughs> really, right? He's always eating around the equipment. Now, well, I, I don't I, I don't care about eating around the equipment. Well, go ahead. I am eating. That is correct. Not around the board, though. I'm I'm off to the side. But sometimes, like if you call on me and I'm back there eating, right. I have to run to the mic, you and then you throw hear the sandwich down. Right, run back to That's the mic. That's correct. Wipe off your face. The thank God we have a mic screen which <laughs> captures all the food coming off of your face. But like, look, John does a ton. Okay, he's all, he's, do you guys know John's in management? Like, he's in management. He's got to make sure that all, like, there's there's times which they call middle of the night, hey, you got to come fill in because so-and-so's not, and he's in charge, so he's got to figure that thing out. Like, all of that stuff is fascinating. Really, really fascinating. But but all, all that has to happen is John could have been working 15-hour stretch and then you know, one of the bosses walks by, and he's quickly eating some leftovers that Suzanne made him. And he's just, and he knows I might call on him, so he's sitting next to the microphone. But the second the boss walks by and sees him munching on a, uh, on you know, like a, a turkey dinner sandwich, you know, the wives do that all the time—they put the, the all the stuff from a turkey dinner onto a sandwich and then say, "Here, honey, I made you lunch." Anyway, he's like stuffing it in his face as fast as he can, as clean as he can, knowing I may call on him. But if upstairs, they're like. John doesn't have it to hold our equipment in any high regard. He just eats and eats and eats around it. Like, your goose is cooked. I th- That's the kind of thing that happens to Amari Cooper. Like, if you're, you don't run hard, you disappear in big games. Hey, he's kind of selfish. He only runs hard when he thinks he's getting the football. And then you don't get faxed. It only reestablishes you as being a guy who's putting yourself and being selfish above team. Am I making sense? Yep. John Ramos is Amari Cooper uh yes basically which by the way john bring in your playbook uh because we're gonna release you (laughs) but don't worry several reports are you'll be picked up right away